Jason. We're back. We're back, Dave. How this are you, my so friend? This is so sweet, man. I love it. Oh, I miss seeing your face through my uh, computer screen so much. Uh, no, it's been a some time. I mean, we've touched base before this very moment, of course. But uh, but for our uh, our loyal listeners and uh, people who got into the podcast, we have had a hiatus. Uh, and in that time, we have been uh, speaking less uh, via screens because, quite simply, you couldn't look at screens very much, my friend. I couldn't. No. I uh, Yeah. So, people who are wondering why did we go on hiatus suddenly, uh, the main reason was I got a concussion. Uh, which is uh, which is really annoying. I don't know if you've ever had one. Have you ever had a concussion? You ever had a no? Head I haven't. I don't think not as an adult. Anyway, I think as a child I was concussed a lot, but I didn't realize it. That explains <laughs> that explains stuff. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Uh, yeah, but apparently when you have a concussion, uh, you're not supposed to look at screens or bright lights or any anything or read or do anything that uh, involves uh, where your eyes have to like focus on things quickly. And at first I was like, okay, I should take a couple weeks just to make sure I'm okay. And I did. And then I played video games for a night, like just because <laughs> I was like, I'm fine. I have no symptoms. Like, And I didn't. I had no symptoms. Yeah. Played video games for an evening. And then I was dizzy for like five days straight. Oh, uh, shit. And it was just like, it was scary. I was like, oh my, am I ever going to get better? Uh, and then for months it's been, uh, yeah, I look at a screen and I get dizzy. So it makes it hard to record podcasts, makes it hard to edit podcasts, makes it hard to do lots of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's good to hear that you are uh, uh, feeling a little bit better um, and uh, and uh, w- especially well enough to get back into doing this process. It was a, 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 a nice hiatus for me as well because uh, I had a book that was due. Um, That's right. The, your, cool, uh, your cool book. I bought a copy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for buying a copy. It's very nice of you. Of course. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so I had a book that was due, and uh, and in those kind of weeks that we had off, it was literally crunch time, uh, getting uh, drafts done, getting things proofread, you know, bringing the whole thing together, uh, and getting uh, the illustrations done, the beautiful yes, illustrations. Yes, the uh, the person who illustrated the book is Liam Amor, who is the person who did the illustration for our podcast cover. What really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, oh, that you know, podcast that... cover artwork that was originally a festival artwork. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, if you haven't uh, downloaded the book, please uh, do so. Uh, it's Pay What You Feel. Uh, it's a series of magical realism stories, six short stories set in Melbourne. Um, it was uh, a grant that I got from the City Council here. I'm sure I spoke about it on previous episodes. Um, and I'm pretty proud of how it came out. I, 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 I People have seem to be enjoying the the book and um uh so yeah i'll pop the link in the show notes of this podcast but basically uh you go to a a booking site here in australia it's called trybooking.com uh and you buy a copy for whatever you feel you can pay one dollar you can pay twenty dollars um and uh if the pandemic pandemic's been treating you rough uh, reach out, and I'm happy to send a copy. I'm, I really just want people <laughs> yeah. to read it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, if you're interested, uh, particularly in that style of fiction, um, uh, give it a read. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Uh, and you know what else I did over this uh, time? While concussed, you know what I What's did? What's that? I wrote two iOS applications for iPhones. Oh. <laughs> We're not supposed to look at screens, uh, so I decided, and I was just getting back into programming. So I was like, I was like, damn it, I can't look at screens. So I would write in a notebook ah. what the app was going to be, and I would draw it, and I would have like the pictures and stuff. And then I was allowed to use my computer, and actually supposed to for like twenty minute bursts, just to kind of yep. make sure I push myself, but not too hard, right? Yep. Uh, and so I would do all this quote-unquote programming in a notebook and then i would sit on my computer and for 20 minutes put in as much of it as i could yeah uh, and then have to stop and not even know if it worked for like three or four days until i finally got it all in and then had to run it uh yeah so that was fun so i made a couple apps i'll we'll put them in the show notes too yeah because yes yes w- and one of them is were improv is, based one of them was uh improv based it's just or and the it's other just, one's it's a, a front of house box office app like for mm-hmm. people like me who run small shows uh and then the other one is uh it's a, is a scorekeeping app, app yep. yeah, for board games mm-hmm. yeah which is free so you can just download it. it's pretty fun i, 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 I have been playing a lot of games yeah and i have been using it for uh, uh an excellent game called marvel champions oh uh, nice that a, would be good uh, for it yeah yeah um, so yeah, it's been uh, it's been a fun uh, a, a fun and easy app to use, uh, and Marvel Champions is a great 
board slash card game to play with uh, one or two people. Uh, it's yeah. a good solo game. So yeah, I've uh, been uh, yeah. So like I, I uh, let's because we're gonna get into this now too because I want to talk to yeah. you about board games more. But I've been playing a lot of board games during this pandemic yeah. online, but also just with my wife in person, Missy and I. Uh, and uh, board game scorekeepers are so frustrating sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they're great, and other times, like Azul, the thing, it's just this little block, and you knock it, and then you're off by like 10 points. It's just so painfully annoying. Yeah. So that's what inspired me to build the app, and I was like, that's it. I'm building this, and I made a <laughs> prototype in like 10 minutes that I no, used it, and like then, then, then programmed the rest of it. Um, but you've been playing a lot of games lately too, right? Yeah, I've been playing a lot of games, and it was something that I wanted to talk about in in regards to uh, improv and stuff like that, because a lot of the games that I've been playing recently are, uh, have been uh, board games and stuff uh, via Tabletop Simulator, um, and a, a few at home here as well with the fam, but generally with my board game uh, crew uh, over the internet um, via an app called Tabletop Simulator, which is basically a 3D volume in which a table is uh, board, uh, 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 spawned and the game itself is just replicated in, um, and and you can manipulate it. It doesn't play. It isn't necessarily programmed. You just play it. You move the pieces yourself. You have to understand the rules. All of that kind of stuff. It's just like setting a virtual table between. It is uh, pretty amazing. It is pretty um, amazing. And uh, uh, Dave and I have played uh, uh, some Azul and uh, uh, King Domino. I think we've played mm-hmm. over it as well. Uh, but something that's been happening recently is uh, a lot more people who I um, who I describe as non board gamers. Like they 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 might uh, pick up and play something like a Catan every once in a while, but they they're not kind of deep into the hobby. Are starting to play a lot more uh, kind of social deduction games. There's a huge one going around at the moment called Among Us. Um, and uh, I ended up getting an invite to play Among Us last night with uh, a friend, and uh, he sent me a Google link, and I opened it up, and there was Google Hangouts with eight other people, a few of which I'd met. Uh, and then my daughter came in the room. They had a spare spot, and, and my daughter started playing along as well. And um, and these kind of games are, are kind of, especially in a pandemic and, and, and ways that people are finding new ways to play, but I'm thinking post-pandemic, it's going to open up, I think, people's idea of, of playing with each other a bit more. Uh, I think these mm-hmm. kind of social deduction games and uh, that are becoming more prevalent and uh, more fun and more acceptable are going to uh, lead people to kind of look for that contact outside um, once once we can kind of get back in, in touch with each other again. Um, uh, 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 so my question was, do you think uh, that those sort of games are, are going to make a difference? And um, uh, and in fostering people's sense of play, and we've spoken a lot about play on this um, on this podcast, and uh, and how important it is to what we do. But mm-hmm. uh, having people kind of open uh, to that uh, a little more, I think, is going to be advantageous to the craft or the art form as a whole. Yeah, I think. Uh, I guess I, I have I have a couple thoughts, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> something else I would like to add. But the th- the first thought is uh, I think it's incredible that people want to play with each other so much that we are going through internet hoops to make sure it happens where we can actually interact through a game of some kind and laugh and hearing people laugh. It's so fun. Uh, and Among Us, because didn't, didn't Among Us come out in like 2018? Like it's a uh, it might it might have, but uh, it's only become prevalent in in my social circles the last kind of three to six months. Yeah, I think um, it's been around for a while, and then right. it just because the pandemic hit, it just kind of like skyrocketed. It's like right. like the same is true, and this is another thing I wanted to bring up with with those Jackbox games, mm-hmm. which are much less of games yeah <laughs> they're more like trivia type games but it's the same work like playing with other people to yeah to play a game over a long distance uh, like through through your computer uh and i think i think it's beautiful that people want to play so much that they're finding ways to do it yeah uh, and uh how is it going to change things post pandemic that's an interesting thing i i've been thinking about this in the improv world as well because people have been reaching out to play online with each other in the same yep. thing uh and i wonder how much of that is going to stick around because i think some of it is valuable to stick around 
And the others is just there to make up for the fact that we can't go hang out with each other. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think some of it definitely will stick around. And I think the same is true of these Jackboxy uh, Among Us type games. Like I've been playing a D&D campaign throughout this pandemic. Yes. Uh, which we started at the beginning of the pandemic and we've still been playing it. Um, and when I had my concussion, I would be just there on audio playing the game, which mm-hmm. is amazing thing about Dungeons and Dragons, for those of you who haven't played, is it's role-playing, it's all your imagination. So you can play it without being in the same place and you just describe what you're doing. Uh, and that, to me, has been a very fun little filler for improv. Mm. But uh, what I was saying is... is uh, that idea of playing D online with some of my like best friends who are all spread out across canada like none of us are in the same city anyway mm. we might just keep going because it's a great D group we've really melded and it's a lot of fun and uh and it and being on our computers has actually made it better for us because we can see we can actually play together when we normally couldn't yeah yeah uh, that that i think is uh it- like in terms of bringing gaming groups, disparate groups uh, together, uh, again, has been a, a blessing uh, in terms of this becoming a sense of a norm anyway, you know, uh, people catching up on screens and stuff like that. It used to, uh, you know, before this or th- even three months before all this kind of stuff started, it was like, oh, video chat, well, all right. Let's you just know. call. I'll just do a call. Let's just do <laughs> yeah, a call. Yeah. And, uh, and so now, you know, the standard is, you know, like last night I, I jumped online and it was in a video chat with eight other people, four of which I hadn't met before, and was meeting for the first time over that and going, "Oh, hi, nice to meet you. Let's play and <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. and that kind of stuff." And so it's, um, I guess that sort of stuff would be happening face to face, but it's really nice to to find that people's drive to play is 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 connecting. And I think, um, I mean, a, a lot of this stuff, like Among Us and stuff, like those werewolf games, secret role games, and stuff like that, uh, Secret Hitler or um, Mafia, that kind of stuff. And uh, those games themselves have been uh, adapted into improv formats with varying ranges of of success. Very, Um, very, very varying. Like very, (laughs) very big margin of error on those. I've played some. (laughs) I've I've seen the – in my range, I've seen, yes, there's quite a – quite a vast difference between the best one I've seen and the worst one I've seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but so I guess, uh, you know, because people understand the structure um, and, uh, and, and enjoy it, um, then they, then they want to bring that into onto the improv stage as well. But as we've discovered, sometimes the structure will can actually suffocate the improvisation. Um, but uh, I wonder what, coming out of this people will bring out of their kind of shared play experience into Mm -hmm. improv yeah uh i i think that's a great thing to wonder yeah and yeah and that that brings us into what i've been wondering a lot too which is sort of the same idea of of how much improv is going to be brought from this zoom world because you've been teaching a lot now right online yeah yeah Yeah. i have as have I. I've been doing it, even though I think at the beginning we were all complaining, like, oh, it's yeah. just not the same. And I stand by that. It's definitely not the same. No, it it's not. It's a very different experience. But I've been doing it a lot. You've been doing it a lot. Uh, so how is it going? Like, are, uh, you, good. are you getting good. through to people? Is it working? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I really have been. I, I've had the, the privilege of uh, teaching at a... Um, uh, kind of tertiary level, like a university college uh, level. Uh, and I taught three terms there and uh, I was teaching at a musical theatre school, essentially. Uh, so these kids were all performers, but they're all uh, musical theatre-based performers. Um, so uh, not necessarily uh, skilled at improv at all. Um, and so I was lucky enough to have them for three uh, terms. The first term uh, was the only term that we had them face-to-face. So mm-hmm. we got to set up uh, some some norms, I guess. We got to go over the basics and that kind of stuff in person. But then we had two entire terms um, online um, where we only performed uh, online and, and we had to build to a performance. We ended up doing a La Ronde uh, because the La Ronde was a, a nice form that, that, that Zoom kind of worked with mm-hmm. um, uh, because, you know, you could have the two characters on screen and then go to the next two characters um, and uh, and kind of feel the La Ronde kind of work well. Um, so we did, we put a lot of work into that, but uh, I've had 
since then, uh, we've wrapped up and, and I've had the, um, privilege, I guess, uh, of a lot of those students reaching out to me post course saying how much they enjoyed it, how, uh, it kept them grounded, how despite the, um, the limits of, of the technology, they, they felt like they understand improv a lot more, how they, uh, you know, feel connected, how they're missing the class, um, that kind of thing. So, uh, even though there was a real shift there, just from the feedback from the students themselves, uh, I feel like the, the course was a a success. Um, and I had to, uh, really shift the way that, um, that they learned to, to play around. And so, uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of work with playing with the cameras, playing with spaces, playing with um, with the technology as much mm-hmm. as um, as much as it's just kind of not just sitting and, and and talking. It's standing back, it's entering, it's exiting, it's uh, surprising people. A great one of the great things about a, a, a an improv stage, particularly when you're expected onto the stage, of course, is the power of the entrance. You can say so much with. Uh, with the way that you enter the space, um, uh, and how you're dressed, what you say, all of that sort of stuff. And so the great thing about a LaRonde is you've got entrances programmed pretty much right throughout the, the entire kind of half hour or 45 minutes. And, and you know, like, oh, I'm coming up next. I got it. Yeah. And, I and so they see one character and then have the next character kind of enter and flash up on screen and they would you know, put on sunglasses or put their hair up or, you know, do a, a very quick uh, costume kind of choice uh, as they did it. Um, and, and so that's been uh, really successful. The other teaching I've done was the o- uh, opposite end of the spectrum, really. Um, I hosted a theatre sports competition over the last um, six weeks with cool. high school students, uh, both uh, early high school students, so uh, kind of 12 to 14, 15, and then senior high school students as well. Um, and we worked specifically with the drama captains because it was a, a, a house, a school that had houses and drama captains and stuff like that. So we worked specifically with the drama captains from each house um, for about three weeks before we opened it up to the entire uh, uh, kind of school and, and the volunteers came in and uh, and then the, the drama captains uh, could offer guidance as well as us as coaches. Uh, and a lot of these these kids had never, ever improvised before. Um, and wow. so their first experience of it was uh, playing things like Space Jump. And again, Space Jump, turn your camera on, see what turn the person's on, frozen as and- in. And uh, and go for it, and so we're we're finding ways. You know, there's uh, it's actually a good format for stuff like gibberish, gibberish interpreter, where um, or, or, or subtitles, where you see two people on the screen, but then you only hear the other people providing the subtitles. Um, so we went through uh, many uh, a, a list of improv games and um, just basically discovered how they worked short form uh, over the um, over Zoom. Uh, and then last week we ran the the competition over the course of three days, uh, three lunch times at the school. Uh, it was hosted. It was broadcast to the rest of the school uh, via um, Vimeo, and uh, uh, they got to vote on you know players of the match and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, the school was really great, embracing it with the technology and stuff like that. So it's been, uh, and I think the girls had a really good time. They certainly did really really good work considering. Cool. Um, you know, yeah, that's so, so strange to imagine. Like your first improv experiences on yeah. Zoom, like it's a very like that is, I mean, but I don't know. I mean, a lot of these kids' first like you know uh, flirtation was done over text message. Like I don't yeah, know, that's yeah. a weird thing for them, I guess. Too. That's, like, uh, so, but but it sounds it sounds like it went really well. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was really happy with. It. And there were times where. It didn't. You know, there were times where we had to, you know, stop and really slow it down. But there was that's that. I think that's true of any improv re- rehearsal. Is there's yeah, a time with- where you really need to seek this, the clarity of it and uh, and go. Okay, all right, we're we're treading on each other a bit much here. Let's just change the pace to suit the medium. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and once we we kind of got through those hiccups, uh, that the result was really really good. Yeah. So I think again. Just people kind of getting back to the norm of it, uh, and and uh, and feeling like this is 
um, less alien to them now. But it was really it was really great to see these girls up and playing raucous characters, and then their brothers walk in the room and kind of pull up <laughs> yeah. and go, "Oh shit!" and then leave. You know? <laughs> yeah, the um, amount of times I've seen scenes get upstaged by cats, oh, man. Yeah. It's just just get rid of your cats and just so, for the scene just for the scene <laughs> yeah man. it's so it's so funny these girls are playing great over the top characters you know that would be on stage uh would be on stage and feel really at home in their kitchenette you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah uh, oh. so i've i've been happy with the experience initially i was reserved um and di- didn't know how it would work but um i think everyone's willingness to, uh, I guess we're forced to accept, but to accept the medium and, and just kind of run with it, um, is, uh, has really put the wind in my sails, um, uh, with it as well, which has been really mm-hmm. nice. Cool. Yeah. And you? Wow. Uh, yeah, I've been doing more and more teaching as, as time's gone on. Uh, my master class here, uh, for Paper Street is up and running. Uh, and we do three month periods of, of classes, and so I try. I, this set, this is our first session back, so I'm trying to give them the full online experience. So for the first month, we did a radio play. The second month, they're doing a little video recording, and then the third month, we're going to do a live stream. Uh, but this is one of those things where I was trying to like take advantage of the Zoom world that we're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have Damika Parker, a friend of ours from Portland, Oregon, teaching this month to my oh, master nice. class. Because it's this sort of like, well, it's it's not as good of a class as it usually is. And these are my students who already know each other, trust each other. We work well together. Uh, and so they, they um, we, I don't need to go through all the getting to know you stuff. We can just jump into it. And so it's like, well, let's take advantage of the fact that we can't see each other and bring in someone that we would never get to work with. So I have yeah. Damika teaching this month. And so far, the feedback has been really great. Just the fact that they get to work with another person uh, is is awesome. So I think I'm going to keep that going until the pandemic is over. Uh, once nice. it's on, once it's back to normal, I don't know if I can afford to fly people in. But yeah. <laughs> um, but but the the uh, but that's been really great to see that that work. Uh, and then we've just started with Paper Street uh, drop in electives. I'm calling them. Uh, on Wednesday nights where people can sign up the day of, and uh, I've sold improv passes so people could come for as many as they want. We're doing eight of them to start. Uh, and so in that I have worked with a couple of people who've never done improv before that just right. thought they'd sign up for this online class. They've always thought about it. Now they can do it cause you know, they don't, you know, they normally can't afford the time, but now they can. Yeah. Uh, and so they've signed up and that has been interesting meeting people for the first time. And trying to make them uh, do that thing I, I like to do at the beginning of classes to make everyone feel comfortable and make it, make sure everyone knows each other's faces at least and, and comfortable around each other. Uh, it was it was uh, strange to do it, but it worked still. Like yeah. by the end, everyone was laughing and smiling just like they do at every other improv class. So it works, even though it's definitely not as good of an experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, I've been doing some corporate training work. Uh, which is another silver lining of this pandemic. Because uh, so normally I work with MIT once a year. They bring me in to do this one specific session. Uh, but this time, because they don't have to fly me in, they've booked me like three or four times this year so nice. far. Just for like, oh hey, we're doing a conference. We need someone to open. Why don't we get Dave? He yeah. And then they, I just zoom in and I do the thing and it goes great. Um, and so it's been a nice silver lining doing corporate training, which is always weird. So yeah. being online doesn't have any effect on it. Yeah. Um, but the last one I just did, I have to tell you this. Sorry, side note. You can edit this out if you don't think <laughs> no, you people want to hear. For it. But the last session I did uh, for a corporate conference, there was no video or audio for the participants. They could just see me. Uh, and I had access to a chat room where they could type into. And that was it for the workshop. <laughs> so I would I uh, would make them do these games that involved the chat room and typing things into the chat room and stuff while Todd doing like, it was almost like uh, kind of a keynote present, just a presentation, but they were yeah. interacting and doing all the games. And afterwards, I got the greatest feedback about how much fun it was and how amazing it was that you can do improv, even with just a chat room. And nice. of course you can. Of course you can. The principles are the same, right? Um, and so that was kind of like a successful, like stress, successful, successful situation. <laughs> uh, but it worked and it was so fun to watch it work. 
Um, but yeah, so I've been doing a lot of that. And then on top of all of that, I'm now teaching in person a little bit, which is weird. Right. weird which is well, really our, weird. Well, our restrictions here still uh, haven't eased up quite so much. They're on Our numbers have come down here, which is great. We're, uh, I know they're spiking all over the world. And yeah. to our listeners all over the world, I, I, I hope that your governments and your communities can uh, get it under control. We've been in lockdown for 14 weeks here in Melbourne, pretty strict Oof. lockdown. Um, a harsh kind of can't go five case from your house thing. So we're down to like five uh, cases, a rolling average of about five cases a week, which when you say that in comparison with other parts of the world, it just seems uh, um, crazy that, uh, uh, you know, that we're, we're going, oh, uh, we don't know if we can come out. There's 10, ca- 10 new cases today. And I think, you know, in the US today, there was a, like 100,000 new cases uh, or something yeah, like that. Even in... British Columbia, BC, where I am in Canada, there was like a hundred and something cases today. Like, yeah, we're yeah, up there still, but they haven't totally locked it down again, which is yeah. And so we're just starting to peak out of lockdown, which I, I, I again, we were the first things to go, and probably will be the first things to come back in terms of corporate training, in terms of you know classes, mm-hmm. performances, that sort of stuff. Though uh, that's just Victoria. Other states in Australia are. Um, uh, a little more open and, and doing things. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, Rick Brown, uh, is doing uh, Magic Mike. <laughs> and, hey. he's, uh, and he's about to fly to Sydney to open that at the end of the year. So they're trying to get some big shows back open uh, nice. and running. Um, so hopefully um, hopefully that works out for them. I, I'm not sure how a show like Magic Mike will deal with COVID because it's it feels weird. like it's, it's a, a weird one to start with. <laughs> Doesn't he also do one kind of show? Doesn't he also do one where he's Rocky uh, doing Shakespeare? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's that? A, that was a, a fringe show, but this is like a big produced kind of kind of number. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, so we we haven't done any. I haven't done any in the flesh shows whatsoever since mm, March, maybe. Yeah, no, I haven't done um, any shows. Yeah, since well before yeah. March. I think. Yeah, uh, um, but uh, but I'm doing some teaching now on, in in person. Uh, I've been, so I, I, I teach at a local high school here once a week, uh, my creativity with Dave Morris class, which is my nice. favorite thing that I've ever been able to do. Uh, <laughs> what do you teach? Whatever you want to learn. <laughs> so I've been going in again on, on Thursday, just for the afternoon, trying to keep it a shorter time spent around a bunch of people. Uh, and the school, it's a private school, so there's few kids already, and it's self-led learning most of the time, so it's yep. a lot of low interaction anyway. Uh, so as far as schools I could be going into, it's like the safest one. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's masked. There's plexiglass up dividing all the desks. Uh, there's only one-way routes through the whole school. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very like it's a very weird environment at first, especially to go into. Uh, but then once I started talking to the kids again and working on their like short stories they're writing and stuff and poetry and things, it's just like, oh man, it is so nice to be able to make eye contact with somebody. Like, yeah. Like to look yeah. in someone's eyes and work on something together. It is yeah. just such an amazing feeling that as much as I've been enjoying like online teaching is just going fine and stuff, it's like as soon as we can go back to in the flesh, it's like, that's that's definitely going to take me away from the screens again because it's so wonderful to watch yeah. those lights just turn on and like the creativity just spike you know oh uh, yeah i can't wait for that as well i can't wait for that both uh, in seeing that in other people but also having the opportunity to be lit up like that myself you know it's just mm-hmm. like and you do that you can do that online but it's it's like even just here like my uh i've got a a new computer and my camera is a little further away from the screen than uh, than the other yeah. one so it's kind of hard you know i look up here i'm like i'm looking you in the eye but when i look you in the eye i'm not looking you in the eye you're not seeing me do that yeah. and so it's um uh yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to be able to actually talk directly at someone <laughs> like both of us are just looking good. at our cameras right now yeah so yeah the other yeah. person thinks we're looking at their eyes <laughs> Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, being being in the flesh has been so so nice. And so now I'm, I've been booked for a few other workshops coming up where I'm going into some uh, some high schools and I'm going into like a, a musical theater school here to work with their kids that I do every year. Just well, like my yearly sort of teaching gigs are, are back up, but but they're just so different. And like I'm actually kind of worried about some of the in-person improv things because like online, as weird as it is, you can do scenes as you would. 
in yeah. person, I'm like, but you can't you get close to, to each yeah. other. You have to stay far away. We're going to wear masks on stage so you can't hear very well. Like, I yeah. don't know if it's going to be much better than the online stuff. That's uh, true. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes. <laughs> like, Yeah, well, I'm yeah. Uh, interested to hear. And I'm sure our listeners would be interested to hear how oh, it like, goes as well. We can touch uh, base. I know yeah. that, uh, I know that uh, other international companies around the world have been open and performing, um, uh, yeah. particularly uh, uh, places like New Zealand where the – the um, mystery cases are, are practically zero at the moment and, mm-hmm. and things like that. They managed to squeeze in an international festival um, or a national festival uh, because no one could get there <laughs> yeah, internationally. Yeah. Uh, although we did do some video stuff for the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was international. They had people beaming in, but normally, you know, there'd be people traveling from all over to get there. Um, and so they managed a festival, which was great for them, uh, and, uh, and, and a few live shows and stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, but I just saw, so uh, like Easy Laughs in Amsterdam have just put out a, um, uh, a notice saying that, uh, that, that a couple of their players have uh, been infected and, uh, oh, audiences, uh, and they'll have to shut down for a while and audiences should self-isolate, self-isolate and stuff like yeah. that. And, so I guess you know there's there's always until it's not a risk anymore. There's always going to be a risk um, in in doing that and performing live, even if you take precautions of masks yeah. and social distancing and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I haven't done it. I haven't thought about doing any live performances. Uh, I know a lot of stand up here is starting up again. Yep. Uh, yep. And stand and even then, I'm like, I don't know if it's worth the risk. Really? Yeah. I mean, mediocre stand-up is not worth the risk <laughs> like yeah you could just watch netflix specials that's fine yeah. it'll do the trick but it's like the, you know the comedians want to get up and keep working their muscles i understand the urge uh, uh, but speaking I, of netflix yeah. there's a, a a comedy group here in melbourne uh called auntie donna uh and they have a new special coming on to netflix um all around the world i guess it'll oh. appear all around the world uh i can't remember the title of it like a bad friend uh, <laughs> but um they are great really really funny kind of absurd um sketch comedy uh and i highly recommend it so if you, you happen to see it in your screen you're like what's that uh do check it out it's cool. gonna be real real fun cool, cool. Um, uh yeah. yeah so so i think uh, i think the stand-up scene opening up here is i don't know I, I just don't think it's worth the risk like audience mm. members getting infected is one thing but the other part for improv that i think is different than stand-up is stand up one person on stage at a time so it's just like the normal show you're just watching yep. the normal show but the audience is all masked whereas improv it's like there's gonna be like what five or six people on stage or in yep. the wings all crutch how do you how are you gonna manage that without the players touching each other yeah, uh, and like that's just as much of a risk, if not more. Uh, and so it's like, is everyone just only couples? Couples only performing? Like, is that <laughs> yes, be bubble? The- your improv yeah. bubble can only yeah. perform. I know, like other it's- improv bubbles. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so I, I just, I just don't think it's worth the, the risk. Uh, yeah, as much as I miss getting on stage and stuff. Yeah. but again, I think I think we've talked about this before. Like, you know, we're creative people. And even though that part of my creative practice has been taken away, being able to perform, uh, there are many other creative things I like to do to fill my time instead. Uh, And so that's just what I've been doing is just pouring myself into all the other creative stuff that I like to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like Uh, you wrote a book. You wrote a book. Yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, wrote a whole book. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's 117 pages. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know what I'm learning how to do right now? <laughs> For our listeners, you want to know what we're working on? Just our private hobbies. I uh, I've been learning uh, working on my memorizing a deck of cards. Oh, nice. uh, a shuffle deck, not just like ace of hearts, two of hearts, yeah, not yeah. like, but being able to shuffle the deck of cards and then memorize it. Also, I'm I'm pretty good. I can do 32 cards now in about three and a half minutes. Uh, wow. and, and recite them back in perfect order. So I'm getting there. I'm working on it. That's going to be That's crazy. This is it. That, there's lots of things you can do with your with your time. <laughs> I built a PC. <laughs> yeah. You built I, a computer. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I uh, after after I uh, finished book, I was like, okay, uh with uh said uh, uh profits from from books, I'm going to try to update some technology. So um, I, I uh, reinvested uh, the uh, money that people were kind enough to pay for me, uh, pay me for my book into some new technology because uh, I was running a 2012-13 MacBook uh, and it was starting to feel it. Uh, so it was always the plan to uh, update this year. And I thought, um, 
uh, anyway, I went down a rabbit hole. Let's just say, of what do I need? What are my you- needs at the moment? Do I need a laptop? Can I get a desktop? All that kind of thing. Uh, and then I ended up going, I think I might go to a PC. And then I started shopping around for them, and I, I realized that if I built it myself, I could get quite a more powerful one uh, than uh, if I bought for the same price. So I went to the uh, wonderful YouTube University and learned how to build computers from Amazing. all the nerds online uh, and uh, built my own PC. So uh, I am talking to you, recording on, on a new rig now. It's been great, actually, because uh, a, a few people have uh, contacted me and said, do you know anyone who can video edit? And normally, I would have had to uh, pass the work off to other people because I didn't have any equipment. And now I'm like, I can do it. I've, sure. got, yeah. uh, I've got equipment that can manage it now. So um, so it's been a, a, a nice kind of uh, gift. It's almost paid for itself, in fact, which is good in the last little bit with some video Amazing. editing work. So, um, yeah, so Amazing. it's been uh, it's been a nice kind of journey into understanding mm-hmm. that side of things, that technology side of things. Um, but it was a very, very deep deep rabbit hole that I yeah. went down. <laughs> That's like a month of your life you'll never get yeah. back. But you, you don't want it back. It was worth it. No, it's well worth it. I'm very, very uh, happy with well, it. Well, so I've been playing the piano a lot still. It's just getting good. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my other things, been jazz pianoing every day. Nice. But then I also discovered that Long & McQuaid, which is like this audio equipment rental place here, and like place you buy guitars and stuff, a music store. Yep. I don't know if they have them down in us, but uh, they will rent you an electric drum kit. Ah, for thirty five dollars a month. <laughs> wow! And so I was like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> so I now have an electric drum kit, and <laughs> I got it mostly for Milo, my son, who's four now. By the way, he yep. had a birthday since we last spoke. Wow! Uh, but uh, so that he could play the drums, but he hasn't touched it in like probably a week, and I've been playing it every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, same with his mac and cheese. I just eat it. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so you you uh, so you you're getting some fat beats going on, getting some oh, original. Man. It is so beats. much fun. It is so much fun drumming, and I I connected it to my Amazon Alexa, so I can like just ask her to put on music, and then it pipes into the headphones, and then I just drum along with some ACDC oh, nice. and stuff, and I'm just living the dream. Oh, that's fantastic. So, uh, so yeah, silver linings of the pandemic. That's what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But things it is, th- it, things is of, um, it is that thing of it is that thing of of improv and like this is actually some of the stuff I was talking about in my my corporate work lately is the accepting and and yes and that idea of accepting and building on things uh comes in many ways and you know yeah. accepting the fact that there's a pandemic and building upon what you can do in this terrible circumstances is a is an important improv lesson i think we can all take and i know it's still depressing that there's a pandemic and there's a lot of people sick and and ill and it's it's not and and people are sad about it uh, and I get that, but you can still be sad and, and find things to build. And that's yeah. to me, that's how I cope with being sad and depressed is I build things and make things better. So that's part of this this idea of like, you know, playing the piano, making drums, making apps, like just trying to make sure I'm still doing stuff because that makes helps me get out of this sad, um, yeah. sad place. One of the uh, one of those the very same paths that I've been on that uh, will end up uh, finishing up very soon is I, uh, one of the programs I've been teaching myself is uh, OBS, um, so mm-hmm. I can start streaming, uh, uh, which is something I never ever thought I would be doing. You know, I wouldn't have <laughs> uh, have a Twitch channel and you know just play games mm-hmm. and chat or do comedy and and stream it via Switch. I would have, um, I would have expected that. <laughs> if you were like, do you, would you ever expect me doing Twitch and streaming games? I'd be like, yeah, I could expect you yeah, to do that. Probably, yeah, probably, but I, 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 I wasn't on my horizon. And I'm I know. Like, okay, you, but from this perspective, I could see. <laughs> Nerd. No, no, no. That you're an entertainer. You're an entertaining person, thoughtful, fun person, and you like to game. So what? That yeah. those go together into yeah, this yeah. new world of streaming. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's something I've been uh, doing. So probably uh, over the course of the next few weeks, I'll have a uh, Twitch channel to uh, plug mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. But Exciting. Uh, so I've been uh, messing around with green screens and uh, and little cheeky animations and sketch yeah. comedy via um, uh, 
via Twitch and stuff, which I've been doing with Liam as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's exciting times with uh, with the new medium as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Cool. So um, going forward with this podcast, because yes. uh, now that we've caught everybody up on what's going yeah. on in our lives, yeah. uh, there's going to be some changes to the podcast, or like maybe not changes, but but yeah, changes. A, a directional oh, yeah. shift, really, is that we're going to be having guests on now. I think yes. we talked about this before we had our hiatus, that one of our hopes was to have guests on, and we now have some booked. So for the next few weeks, we have uh, different guests. I don't know if I should tell people. Should we tell them or just keep uh, it a surprise? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, should we hint? In the in the title of the episode, I guess we'd say with special guests. So yeah, are we, we spoiling. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, so, I want them to think like, oh, who are the guests? And I want them to wonder and be excited about it well, instead of me wonder. tell them and then they go, oh, that's it. That's who you're bringing on. Us needless on to say, needless to say, I uh, we're very very excited uh, uh, yeah. for the lineup that we have thus far, uh, and the other people that we're reaching out to as well. So people from all over the world. Yeah, I was um, going to say. So if, uh, I'll give a hint. I can give a hint. Nobody from my country yet uh, has yes. been booked, and nobody from your country yet has been booked. They're from that other countries. So it's an international podcast we're going to be recording at strange times for all three people (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah i'm very uh very excited about that not that i'm bored with you dave uh uh, but i (laughs) i'm i'm excited to talk to these people because they're all people who inspire me uh i think that was uh, in terms of the conversation we had about who we want to get onto the podcast we wanted to talk to people who uh, we've worked with who we had the pleasure to work with and who have inspired us a great deal um, so, uh, it's been really lovely to, uh, see them all enthusiastically say yes <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, and, and want to jump on board. And it's one of those things where like, uh, the, the, um, uh, the more perspectives that we can get on improv and improvising, yeah. uh, the better for, for everyone to, to learn, right? Like, and for us too, like I'm excited to find out how improv is done in, Poland, let's say. Yeah. Ooh, dropping another hint. Dropping another hint. Um, but in, in interested in what's going on in other communities. Uh, and instead of you and I just sort of like, uh, like, um, uh, pr- uh, pondering or uh, imagining uh, echo, what it's echo like. chambering yeah or just like where we we go like well let me tell you what improv is like in europe uh and neither of us are european yes. um, so i think yeah, yeah. it'll be really nice to have those perspectives actually on the podcast and be able yes. to ask them uh what improv is like in their world and what they hope to get out of improv moving forward uh from today uh because that's uh that's the that's one of the again one of the advantages of this time, as yeah. horrible as so many other things are, is that people are looking up ways to reach out across the the, the ocean to each other. So we can yeah. take advantage of that and bring people together. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it a lot as well. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. And and hopefully, um, I, I, I mean, the whole reason for this podcast was for us to to fuel each other's fire, to connect, um, to, to keep that creativity uh, and mm-hmm. connection uh, a current. So to just add other people uh, into that network of connection is uh, is exciting, um, mm-hmm. very much so. So, yeah, so I, I think we've got the next three or four weeks lined up. Um, and uh, and so if you have been listening to the podcast and uh, are, are ready for a change, here it is, baby. It's changing. <laughs> now that we're back, we're back with a new format. Um, so it's in conversation, the next generation. That's what it is. <laughs> the spiritual successor. Season two. Uh, and also, if you do have any uh, any requests for improvisers you think we should yes. interview, uh, please shoot us a message. Like, uh, um, uh, I don't know uh, if we could get them. I mean, some some are pretty pretty. Uh, above our level no i'm joking we could probably get just about anybody you want um just tell us yeah and we'll reach out and and find them uh because the people we think of are of course the people we've already worked with and it's always nice to to get out of our heads and into other other places so help us help shake us out of this absolutely and there's a couple more people i'd love to add to our list as well as as we um but we'll talk about that off here (laughs) yes we shall it'll be very swedish of you to a little Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) uh let's uh yeah uh, so there i just want one more i guess one more question before we we sign off today yeah uh for you which is what else are um uh uh 
twofold, I guess. What are you looking forward to for the rest of the pandemic <laughs> and for post-pandemic? Uh, like, what, uh, are, what are the things that you, are on the horizon for you? Because uh, the next few episodes are going to be taken over by guests. So it's their last chance to Yeah, look, talk the about horizon that. for me, I guess, is a shifting thing. Yeah, like, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't. I can't really see it over the horizon because it moves from day to day. And, and like I, sure. yesterday, I was like thinking, oh, maybe we'll get locked up. Maybe we'll be able to do this. Maybe, oh, you know, we'll, we'll, we won't get locked up. We'll, we'll ease the restrictions. We'll ease a bit. Uh, maybe I'll be able to travel soon. Maybe I could go up to Queensland or go yeah. do a, a, a weekend show at, uh, in Sydney or a workshop or something like that. Uh, and then, you know, we don't know whether things, and then I was watching the news yesterday, uh, oh no, it was this morning actually, and down the bottom under the, you know, the scrolling headlines, it says, uh, Qantas and, uh, um, other Australian airlines don't think they're going to, uh, initiate flights to Europe or America till the end of 2021 now. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, well, I was hoping to get to, Van- you know, to get to Victoria <laughs> in 2020. I guess that'll happen in 2020. You know, the goalposts keep moving basically. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to plan any sort of long-term goals because those goalposts keep moving. Uh, but it's good to keep the, um, it's good to keep, the dream alive and uh, and i will uh you know i i, I want to go and see a bunch of improvisers around the place i want to play yeah. but i want to do it safely um short term uh i guess just keep the wheels greased uh, a little bit uh be um on my toes enough to see opportunity and pivot towards it so for example this video editing work i'm getting and uh uh stuff like that they still you're still can, doing the dictionary of moments am i correct uh yes i'm still yeah, doing so the dictionary of, of, of moments podcast running, yeah. which is uh three short stories a week uh and uh, uh recorded and online so you can dip into the dictionary of moments just search it in your podcast app um, and that's uh, 55 episodes, I think I'm up to, 56. Yeah. Um, uh, I took a little break from it while I was writing the book, but I'm back into that again. Um, uh, I've been doing Inktober this month, which has just been a series of, uh, yeah. of fun little drawings, but it's a half hour out each day to just focus on the page and uh, and an idea and stuff like that, which has been really nice. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know whether I'll get into writing another book, but writing the short stories is enough at the moment. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of keeping, uh, looking for connection. Uh, you've been talking to Liam about doing some sketch stuff over Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to do a sketch show for this year that never happened because of this year. Yeah. So we're like, uh, can we turn that into, uh, um, into a, a Twitch kind of thing? So we're starting to pivot towards that. Um, so I, I've, I have an idea for long-term goals, but those keep shifting. Um, so it's just a matter of kind of being able to lock in a three or four week goal and a three or four week goal and, and just kind of, uh, as well as the weekly repeated ones, like a podcast with yourself, dictionary of moments, mm-hmm. how about this? Um, or all those kind of little things that help signpost the week. Uh, otherwise it just kind of fades away day after day. It's yeah. the same, same. Um, and yourself? Oh yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, post post pandemic, I don't even know. I think I'm with you. I have no idea what I'm looking forward to. Like I keep thinking, yeah. I'm like, all right, what am I going to do in January? I have no idea. What am I going to be allowed to do in January? Am yeah. I going to be allowed to to run classes again? Am I going to keep them online? Is is it going to work? Are people going to like? It's just so hard to see past the end of the year. Like, uh, I have everything scheduled till December and then Christmas, and then I guess. I guess I keep scheduling stuff. I don't know. It's very strange. So so I'm with you on that, that it's really hard to see post-pandemic. I mean, I am looking forward to getting back in rooms and working with people and watching them. So So I'm so looking forward to that. Whenever that seems to happen, it just seems to be so far away. Yeah. Uh, And I am starting to think about- I'm looking forward to hearing laughs in the room as well. You know, there's this- there's such a, a difference to laughs over Zoom, or or everyone watching you has their mic muted so and they don't interrupt you. Silently so smiling, just, yeah, silence and smiling, and you're like, okay. <laughs> and I encourage people to leave their mic on, but then you'll get someone, you know, eating some chips or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah, I try and get people to type into the chat LOLs and stuff so we can yeah, see yeah. that you're enjoying something, just so that we know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so looking forward to that again. Um, getting into rooms with people. Uh, 
And then short term, I, I, I uh, I'm looking forward to the fact that classes are running now, and I actually do have my life kind of in like a like every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. I'm sort of booked now, and I have like yeah. a schedule again, which is kind of neat. Uh, and so I'm kind of looking forward to like feeling busy, I guess, <laughs> like feeling like oh, I'm doing stuff. I got things going on. So I'm, I am looking forward to that. Uh, and uh, and I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking it's time to do some more writing again. You know, I've been, nice. I've been, uh, been, I uh, haven't had been able to do it a lot because of the concussion. So writing on paper is just so, uh, it's, it's a lovely way to write small, creative, sort of doodly ideas. Yep. But when I get down to like some heavy duty writing, I really need a keyboard and a typing. Yeah. Tick, 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 tick. So, uh, I think I'm going to get back into some writing again before the end of the year. I think that's my, Fantastic. my that's, that's what I'm really looking forward to now that my concussion is mostly healed. Well, I have a challenge for you. Oh, uh, it does. It doesn't have to happen uh, anytime super soon. I've already uh, started you, it. I've got my text. <laughs> I'm already writing. I'm already writing it. Three think, years uh, before Michael like a, first entered into the. Yeah. <laughs> I would like a drum. Uh, I would like a drum solo theme song for the uh, for the podcast. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh yeah. man, I will do yeah. that. So that so, uh, from now on in conversation opens with the drum solo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me drumming. Oh, man, yeah. I am going to do that. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to do that tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to record a drum session. Uh, I have, wait, hold on. My mother-in-law is coming over. We're going to do some pickling tomorrow. I'm learning how okay. to pickle. Actually, I'm learning how to pickle. That's my next thing I'm looking forward to. No, um, I'm doing some pickling tomorrow. Pickling some yeah. garlic. Garlic. Nice. Pickled garlic if you haven't tried it. And uh, and then I'm going to drum and I'm going to record a drum Excellent. session so that you can uh, so that you can put it on the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, keep it to yourself. We'll premiere on the podcast next week, so uh, you, you, we can play it. Uh, for I'm just our saying. Guest and- <laughs> I might even have it to you in time that as I'm speaking right now, when I finish, there's going to be a drum solo. There's going to be a exit. drum solo that will be our theme song from now on. <laughs> yeah, it might. It might just happen. <laughs> there it is. Do you hear it? Here it comes. Right. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> well, that was amazing. Thank you. I really hope I get that drum thing. <laughs> Otherwise, just ruin it. Awesome. Okay. Are we? I guess we're stopping there. I don't think. Yeah, I guess. Done. I guess that's it. This could uh, be the. This could be the post uh, drum solo yeah. <laughs> conversation. Thanks yeah. a lot, man. That was so fun. And thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm Dave. Good night or day. Oh, oh, listening, (laughs) listening. Good listening.